Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I am your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to deal with the subject matter of the attributes of God. The attributes of God. In other words, uh, what is God like? Uh, what are some of his uh, communicable uh, attributes that he's um, allowed us to see? or to read concerning his nature, uh, concerning um, his beingness, his ontology. Uh, Who is God? And the Bible uh, gives us a glimpse of who God is. Uh, We don't know everything about God, but he's allowed us to know some things about him, about his nature, about his will, about his ways. And so uh, we seek the Bible to learn more about uh, who God is. And it's important because to know who God is is to uh, give us a truthful reality in regards to our relationship with him. Once we know who God is, then we can approach him based on who he is. So let me unpack this. So if, if, um, if my children... Uh, who've spent their whole life with me, if they know who I am, then they know how to approach me versus someone they don't know. They know my ways. They know if I'm likely to say yes about about this subject versus uh, saying no about another subject. Uh, They know my idiosyncrasies. Uh, They know... um, my my appetite they 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 know my hobbies they they know uh what makes me happy and and uh what doesn't make me happy so if our children and, and again this is a a naturalistic example but uh if my if our earthly children as as an earthly father if my children uh know how to approach me because they've spent time with me then how much more so than we to the creator. We have to know who the creator is versus who he is not. And once we learn about who God really is, then we won't waste our time trying to uh, approach him in a manner which is not worthy because he's not going to accept it anyway. If we approach God with not uh, sensical prayers, uh, it, it won't get too far because it's not in his will. So um, we have to know who God is. And in knowing who God is, um, we have uh, a better chance of, uh, of discovering what his will is for our lives. So I'm hoping as we go through uh, this episode dealing with God's attributes that you find yourself edified, that you are helped and uh, some of you all will be reminded because you've heard this before, but we pray that you are encouraged by 
this lesson of God's attributes. So the first uh, doctrine we want to deal with that relates to God and his attribute is goodness. Um, we hear all the time inside uh, the church walls, God is good. Uh, and um, in, in my case, um, it, it normally follows with a response. Some people say God is good. And then other people say all the time. And then uh, the, the other response is all the time. And then uh, the other group says God is good. So we use this term loosely. God is good. And he certainly is. God is good. In the uh, philosophical sense, um, when we talk about God is good, um, theologians often say that uh, th- this term good or goodness is, uh, is, tr- is interpreted or defined as uh, that which all things desire. Uh, that word good, we, you and I use it every day. That's, that's the common uh, w- verbiage we use. But in philosophical terms, they use the same word. But in their definition, um, they say goodness is that which all things desire as it relates to God. Uh, that which all things desire. So God is good because God is desired. Let me say it again. Good, in our definition, we're saying it in the philosophical uh, t- terms, goodness is that which all things desire. And we're saying God is good because God is desired. All good comes from him. All creation can only be good if God is good. Okay? All creation can only be good if God is good. Everything God made is ontologically good. And I don't want you to confuse being ontologically good um, with being uh, morally good. Something can be ontologically good, but yet morally good as it relates to human beings. All of us are good in the sense of our creation. When God created us, it was a good thing. Ontologically, all of us are good, but morally, not all of us are righteous. Not all of us are holy. Not all of us are saved. So uh, an individual can be ontologically good, but morally corrupt. They can be ontologically good, but morally evil. So the, the, the existence of that person is a good thing. I know it's hard for some of us to to, uh, embrace that because we've seen individuals do some atrocious things. But from God's perspective, that individual is still ontologically good. But if they're morally corrupt, God still is going to deal with them. And that type of corruption is, um, is the misuse or misappropriation of that person's will. And that's a whole nother subject matter that we'll deal with on another episode is the misuse of our will. And if you think about it, um, we can't get too puffed up because uh, there was a time where we were ontologically good, but morally evil, meaning that we had not accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we did things that God condemned, but yet God still 
gives us an opportunity to um, bend our will towards him. So uh, all the evil we see, all of the unrighteousness that we've witnessed is because of uh, the misuse of an individual's will, meaning that they use their free will for something that wasn't righteous. They use their free will in an unholy manner. And the only way we can uh, get to a place where we can uh, begin using our will and exercise it in a, in a way that's pleasing to God is through Jesus Christ. So that's the first attribute of God, his goodness. And as we look at uh, God's goodness, uh, we have some scriptures that uh, supports that. James 1.17 as an example. James 1.17 reminds us every good and perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father um, of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And it comes from uh the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadow. So every good thing in your life comes from God. And a matter of fact, uh, in apologetics, we talk about this where people in the world would say, well, that's not right. Well, there is no rightness without God. When you say that's not right, then you presupposing that there's a standard of rightness or goodness that we bear witness to. And the question is, if there's a standard of goodness, where did it come from? Who defines it? Who put it here on earth for us? And we Christians, we believe, which is true, we believe that God is good and God is the standard of goodness. So if we get in the disagreement and uh, we have differences of opinion, who's the referee? Why would my position weigh more than your position? God is the transcendent referee. God, God is the one uh, who establishes the boundaries. God is the one who tells us that we've crossed the line. God is the one who has defined what goodness is. So God is good in himself. In himself, God is good. In his nature, God uh, is good. So this is why um, we can't uh, ever attribute any type of uh, badness to God because he's fully good. Uh, uh, God doesn't even have the potential to not be good. God is fully and absolutely good. Uh, he desires himself first, and then uh, because of his goodness, it leaks or it, it, it is uh, uh, given or uh, is accessible to his children as well as mankind. Uh, even though uh, uh, many people have not turned to God, uh, the Bible reminds us that um, the uh, benefits of God extend to the righteous as well as the unrighteous. Um, them not knowing God uh, doesn't keep them from uh, uh, witnessing or uh, enjoying the rays of the sun that God supplies. Uh, them not saying yes to Jesus uh, does not prohibit them from uh, experiencing um, 
uh, uh, air and, and, and being able to breathe. So uh, even though uh, they haven't turned your face to Christ, God still offers benefits to the unrighteous. However, uh, their existence as people that don't know him will never compare to the Christian. Uh, the Christian knows God and the Christian is able to commune with God. Uh, and so that is good. So God is fully good. And we must remember that. Uh, and James reminds us that every perfect gift that you've ever experienced, that you've ever gotten is from God. So we can't get it twisted. Uh, don't get it confused. Uh, whatever good that's come in your life is because God supplied it. It's because God um, wanted you to experience it. So we thank him for that. Uh, uh, every good gift comes from God and he, because he is good. And then there's an, uh, another passage that deals with God's goodness. Psalm 73, uh, verses 25 through 28. Psalm 73, verses 25 through 28. It says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. So they're going to testify about how good God is. So the psalmist has a right. Uh, there's nobody uh, 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 in heaven but God. And when God is out of the picture, it produces uh, this sense of hopelessness, right? When we, when we don't deal with God, when God is not in our lives, it produces this sense of hopelessness. Uh, when God is not in our life, we lean unto our own understanding. We try to run our own lives. Uh, we we, we uh, become confused. And you may be saying, what are you talking about? Well, just look all around us. Uh, this nation, uh, United States, have... Um, have done its best to erase God out of the picture. Uh, this nation have done its best to exclude God uh, from uh, the uh, halls of Congress all the way down to the halls of our kindergartens, uh, um, schools. So we've done our best to try not to deal with God. And as a result, we see what's going on. The um, our, our men have uh, gotten to a point, as Romans says, where they no longer um, know who they are. Uh, some of our women uh, have gotten to a point where they no longer know who they are. Some of our children are now inheriting the sins of their parents. And so when we look at God, um, he puts things in proper perspective. He, put, he, 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 he informs us um, what he has for us, how he created us, what the standard is for manhood, what the standard is for woman, uh, womanhood, what the standard is for singles, what, what the standards are for married couples. It, it is God that put things in proper perspective. And then when I need help, um, I don't need to turn to alcohol for help. I don't need to smoke a joint. Uh, to have peace. I don't need to shoot something in my arms in order to not deal with the reality of the world around me. 
Um, I, I don't need to be out of it to cope. It is God because he's, he, he, he's available because he's accessible. I'm able to look up to where my help comes from because remember God, uh, God is good and he's able to, uh, uh, supply me with the perspective that I need. And when I'm low, he infuses me with a uh, Holy Ghost power uh, to help me to overcome my weakest points. So the psalmist is right. Who have I? Uh, who do I have in heaven outside of you? No one. It's a rhetorical question. No one. And earth has nothing that I desire besides you. Um, it, it, it's okay. Right to as as a believer to be able to enjoy God and to and, and through that to be able to enjoy your surroundings, but I realize that I'm I'm a sojourner, I am a pilgrim, uh, and and God's goodness reminds me that there's something there's someone bigger than all the material stuff that I have. There's someone bigger than the titles that I've accrued. That's something, someone bigger than all the degrees that I've obtained, and that's God. God is good. And remember what we said, good is that which all things desire. You can live your life outside of God and, and, and be accomplished in many things, but you'll always have a void in your, in your soul that, on, that only God himself can feel, that only God himself can feel. Just look at all of the famous people who had the notoriety, who had the fame, who had the money, who had the, who had the mansions, uh, who had the entourages, and yet they could never find true peace. And only God can fill that void that many of us have in our lives. So when we talk about God's goodness, don't forget that God is ontologically good. God loves himself first. And that uh, love that he has in his nature is extended through Jesus Christ to us. Again, God's goodness. So we talked about James 1.17. We talked about Psalm 73, verses 25 through 28. And the next pass, uh, scripture passage is Psalm 100 verse 5 and it says for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations for the Lord he is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations and again it's talking about uh, God not just being functionally good but God is ontologically good, right? He is his own standard. God doesn't have to answer to anyone. He, he, he is who he is. Uh, God is good. So, so he's purely good. He's absolutely good. And he's objectively good. Goodness is who God is. And then not only is, is he good, the psalmist is reminding us that his love has no end. His love endures forever. God loves all of us. And on the same side as his love is justice. God's love and justice are woven together. It, it, it's, it, it's the same thing. When, when, when God uh, uh, loves on us, 
God is also just. God is not, does not love us so much that he allows us to do things that's going to destroy us. God, God will never uh, encourage us to do things that's outside of his standard. Uh, it's the devil that attempts to get us off track. It is us, the sin nature that's in us, that lead us, leads us away from his goodness. So we have to be careful. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God is ontologically good, and he's functionally good. And uh, again, uh, I use that word ontology. It's a, it's a logical and philosophical term that means beingness. Uh, God is a divine being. And he, he, he's, he's divine all by himself, whereas we're human beings. Uh, and then you have angelic beings. So we're all different types of beings. So when I say ontology in regards to God, we're talking about just his beingness, uh, who God is. And, and his beingness is totally different than our beingness. God is the creator. We are the created. So Psalm 105 reminds us that God is good. And his love has no end because the psalmist says it endures forever. And then God is faithful. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Because of his goodness, his faithfulness to us never stops. God is always uh, desiring the best for all of us. We're the ones who uh, get distracted. We're the ones that allow ourselves uh, to get distracted by the uh, the, the wiles of the devil, the, the missiles of the devil, the psychology of the devil, the theology of the devil. We're the ones that uh, often stop reading our Bible. We're the ones that often stop studying our Bible. We're the ones that often stop praying to God on a daily basis and communing with him throughout the day. We're the ones that allow, us, uh, that allow ourselves to bring in people into our lives who are not helping us to grow closer to God. We're the ones that get distracted and, uh, and, and sign up for jobs that we know the Lord didn't give us, but uh, it, it, it pays good, so we took the job. And now we, 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 we have little time with our families, and now we have little time with our children. We have little time with our parents. Um, and the Lord, in some cases, didn't give us those jobs. We gave ourselves those jobs, and now we're suffering. But God is faithful, and he's always pushing for us. He's always desiring the best for us. So we're going to continue this series on God's attributes. Uh, we pray that uh, you, you read more about God and his goodness, and you uh, read more about uh, how God is love and how God is good and how God is faithful. God loves you. And just remember that. And uh, his goodness is accessible to all of us. And because we know God, we can be good in a finite way. And so uh, we just encouraging you to uh, persevere. Remember that God is good and he wants uh, his children to be good through the blood of Jesus Christ. Again, our time have come to a close. Uh, we thank you all for your prayers. And again, if you believe in the Sound Reasoning Radio Show, we ask that you become a financial uh, supporter. You can go to our website, srministries.org, or um, your donation made out to 
SRM, P.O. Box 582306, El Grove 95758. Remember to always do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project. A project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.